It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. To search it out is the glory of kings. This is the Message to Kings podcast. Episode 277, Jesus Heals the Leper. Unclean! Unclean! Was the declaration required of anyone who had leprosy. Ostracized and quarantined outside of the camp and cities, lepers were the outcast of society. They were sick people who were kept away from everyone else. No one was allowed to touch them except the priest who were given very detailed instructions on how to heal them in Leviticus 13. The requirements involved a sacrifice of a bird and two lambs. It's pretty detailed, but part of it from Leviticus 13 um, includes a priest taking blood from the sacrifice. Uh, The first lamb was a guilt offering and the second was a sin offering. The priest would take blood from the lamb and touch the right ear and the big toe of the leper. And this is just part of the prescription of the healing of the lepers in the Old Testament. Despite the prescription for healing laid out in the coveted law of Moses, the corrupt priesthood and the time of Jesus believed in the first part, quarantining the sick, yet it lacked the care, compassion, and faith to heal the sick. I imagine the priest refused to see the lepers, despite the law specific, uh, specifically laying out how to heal them. All they said was away with you, back into quarantine. It's an age-old way to control people that you fear. Sound familiar? Strangely familiar today. Those who lack the anointing are declaring times of quarantines without faith to manage and govern and control a difficult time in world history. There is so little compassion, just rules, quarantines, control. Okay, I got a little fired up, but putting aside modern parallels, and there's way too many. The backstory here is unreal. Leprosy occurs in the Bible many, many times. It was only feared more than death, or potentially more than death in the ancient world. It's a wretched, highly fectuous disease which rots the flesh. A leper wasn't allowed to come within six feet of people, similar to our social distancing, um, including their own family. They even said they couldn't even be within 150 feet of people if the wind was blowing. The disease rotted the skin with skin ulcers and lesions. The next stage was the loss of sensation and even eventual loss of digits and extremities, that is fingers and toes. Um, And it can eventually lead to limb weakness and disfigurement. You see them represented in the movies limping around with their skin covered with heavy clothing or wraps. It was a horribly defiling disease and anyone with it wasn't allowed to be part of normal society. And if they got too close to anyone, they would be abused with sticks and stones, for even they were supposed to announce to others that they were unclean if they approached. It's that highly infectious nature of it uh, which which created a massive separation uh, between those with leprosy and those without. But we can't miss this. It's horrible, horrible, horrible. Uh, But God gave the formula for their healing. I mean, if it wasn't in Leviticus 13 and 14, um, this this message wouldn't be the same, you know, Uh, because their prescription for healing, though it's incredibly long and detailed, um, here is the one-verse summary. 
Leviticus 14, 19. Then the priest is to sacrifice the sin offering and make atonement for the one who is to be cleansed from the uncleanliness. That's it in summary. Leprosy is such a devastating disease. It required a spiritual cleansing and a healing, not from a doctor, but from a priest. The priest had the responsibility to take the blood of the sacrifice and to touch the ear and toe of the affected. And the disease, which goes for the destruction of the extremities, will instead receive the atonement in these places, and the infected will receive their healing, and they will be allowed to return to the camp and the cities upon their healing and work with their hands again. So I ask, you know, like you go through the the Bible and you can see where there's time where there is, there is leprosy, especially in the time of Elisha. Uh, there's leprosy there. Miriam has it at one point, uh, but it's really rampant in the time of King Herod. So why was it so rampant in this time? To be frank, this is my opinion. Um, it was because the priests weren't doing their job. The sin offering may have been conducted um, for a show and on a you know daily basis you know from the temple courts and maybe even there was a guilt offering but the gritty part of spiritually mentoring discipleship and caring for your people wasn't being done as laid out in Leviticus 13 and 14 it wasn't being done it reminds me of some of those verses and makes me think about our world today Luke 18:8 but when the Son of Man comes again Will he find those on earth who believe in him? Oh, Lord, I sure hope so. I sure hope you would find faith on the earth. Here's more on the account. Mark 1.40 Now a leper came to Jesus, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Now this leper had great faith, actually. What did he do? First he knelt a sign of repentance. He kneeled before God in the flesh and he said, if you're willing, make me clean. And I believe he asked this question or said it in this way, if you are willing, was because he had faith and he believed he actually knew Leviticus 13 and 14 and he knew Jesus could, but was he willing? The priests weren't willing. After all, it was required of them to take his sacrifice, touch his ear and his toe, but they weren't doing it. Mark 1.41 Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I am willing to be cleansed. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy left him and he was cleansed. I imagine Jesus, the future sin offering himself, touched him on his right ear. It doesn't say where he touched him, but it had to be the ear. You, you, you just picture it. He just fulfills the law there, right? By touching his ear. Perhaps he even touched his foot. It doesn't say. But by answering, I am willing, he professed, I am your high priest. I am your God. And he was always willing to do what he said to do originally. Heal the sick. And in this case, it didn't require a quarantine. And to show he was greater even than the Old Testament laws of quarantines and putting the sick out of the camp and then receiving the sacrifice, sending him out of the camp and receiving him back on the eighth day to check him, he performed an immediate miracle. And he cleansed the entirety of the leper. I imagine his disciples were 
terrified as he reached out to touch him. Instead, he showed the power of the new covenant, which was greater than the old covenant, by touching the leper himself and instantly healing him. Mark 1.43 And he strictly warned him and sent him away at once and said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go your way, show yourself to the priests, and offer for your cleansing those things which Moses commanded as a testimony to them. And it's interesting how here Jesus asked him to follow the proper protocol and approach the priest. You know, perhaps it was just evangelism. He was just sending him to the priest to say, this is what you should be doing, right? It's kind of a ironic or uh, in your face. But we know once the leper talked to his family or his friends, everyone talked about it. It was all the rage. Mark 1.45 However, he went out and began to proclaim it freely and to spread the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city but was outside in deserted places and they came to him from every direction. And there was something about this. Jesus had his protocol. The apostle Paul will have his protocol. Preach on the Sabbath um, in the synagogues, right? That's what the, the right thing to do is until his fame was just too much. Luke 5.15 However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. His fame was pretty much over the top now. Everyone, I mean, everyone's talking about Jesus, and everyone wants to see him. We end this episode. Um, there's so much to take away from this account. But let's reach, you know, further in the background. And honestly, as I put this together, I have this unusual righteous anger in me because the priests really weren't doing their job. Even if the priests were trying to do the miracles and they were trying to do Leviticus 13 and 14 and they weren't getting healed, that'd be another story. But it's like the priest did the quarantines but refused to do the healing. That's what I read into it. They weren't doing their job. God commanded them to care for their poor and their sick and the diseased. He even gave them prescriptions on how to do it. Instead, they quarantined them and pushed them away. And when we look back at the Bible and applying the law of first mention, we can see biblically and spiritually these causes of leprosy. It's even worse. And it's disgusting, and it only serves to reveal the corruption of those who later condemn and kill Jesus. Those he came to save will reject him out of power, greed, and control. Not necessarily the people, but the nation and those in charge of it. The first mention of a person getting leprosy um, could be Job. Um, if you see he got leprosy, or even the Egyptians and and one of the but. The first true Persian mentioned was Miriam in Numbers 12. Miriam and Aaron are jealous of Moses, and they wanted his place, basically. Pride rose up in Miriam specifically. Their grumbling was so bad the Lord intervened. Numbers 12.1 Then the Lord came down in a pillar of fire. He stood at the entrance to the tent and summoned Aaron and Miriam. And when the two of them stepped forward, he said, Listen to my words. When there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, reveal myself to them in visions, and I speak to them in dreams. 
But this is not true of my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? The anger of the Lord burned against them, and he left them. And when the cloud lifted above the tent, Miriam's skin was leprous. It became as white as snow. Aaron turned toward her and saw that she had had a defiling skin disease. It's obvious in this account, you know, Miriam was driven by jealousy and pride. She spoke against Moses. She wanted to be the high priest um, or she wanted Moses's position. She was designed to usurp the power of one that God has blessed and anointed. Herod, the high priest as well, are usurpers. The spirit of jealousy was rampant in the land. The spirit of control, the spirit of pride. Here's another example. This time, King Uzzah, in his pride, desired to be high priest. And out of his position, he received leprosy. 2 Corinthians 26, 19. Uzzah, who had a censer in his hand, ready to burn incense, became angry. While he was raging at the priest in their presence before the incense altar in the Lord's temple, leprosy broke out on his forehead. And when Azariah, the high priest, and all the other priests looked at him, they saw that he had leprosy on his forehead, so they hurried him out. And indeed, he himself was eager to leave because the Lord had afflicted him. So applying these examples of the law first mentioned and the comparison from Numbers 12 and 2 Corinthians 26, we can see the spiritual word of leprosy as the spirit of pride and jealousy. It gets worse when you consider it is caused when people have a desire to usurp God's leaders, his chosen ones. Applying this logic, we can actually say the spirit of leprosy was loose in the land in Jesus' time. People are being impacted and destroyed by this horrible disease. And from this perspective, the sin is present in the land and loaded over by evil Herod, controlling Rome and a corrupt priesthood. And from this head of pride and jealousy, the division of the quarantine was used to keep those out who were unclean and not like them. It's in this time of horrible pride, violence, divisive time for all peoples, Jesus walks to sin offering himself to tear apart a culture, a time, a season, and violently destroy the spiritual structure of the enemy. Jesus does this by stating that he was the high priest, the highest of high priests. Hebrews 4, 14. Therefore, since we have the great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weakness, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are. Yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to us in our time of need. While the current high priest lacked the desire, heart, and faith, God's heart and desire was to heal the sick, set free those in prison, and to preach the good news. Jesus knew the leper was unclean, yet he approached him and touched him with his hand and brought his healing. Despite inept leadership and a corruption in society, it is the hands and feet of Jesus and his disciples who will transform the world and everything in it.
Let us be those hands and feet and transform our world and everything in it. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Message to Kings. Feel free to give us some feedback. Make sure to share, like, subscribe, uh, share your podcast on whatever platform you're at. Check out our website, messagetokings.com, or email us at messagetokings at gmail.com.